bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to our Dumb Gay Podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about all the dumb gay shit happening in the world. Like we're talking about reality TV. Well, on our side of the world, Mel Mel, uh-huh. Hurricane Hillary stopped down by and she was clearly a fucking chump. Sorry, Hill. You didn't uh, do you, it. You lost again? <laughs> yeah, you lost again. Fortunate, but uh, you know what? I was hunkering down. I was in the supermarket. I got all the water. I got food for a week. I was ready to like have a mudslide and a fucking thing and nothing, 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 nothing happened. I mean, granted, I don't live in Santa Mara or whatever or wherever the mudslides are. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I thought it was lightly shady. They named her Hillary. Yeah. No full well bitch wasn't going to do shit. Right. But sucks. I thought we had a lot of our 14 listeners who were like legit worried and yeah. messaging us, which I thought was really sweet because when they act like like some storm's going to hit New York, I am always the first right. person to be like, okay, get your fucking candles. No fucking storm's going to hit. I'm always so mean. So I thought it was so sweet. Yeah. That, and you know, I mean, we weren't in Palm Springs, but I can imagine in the middle of the summer. Yeah, that's shocking. Those people were like, probably cars were floating away into. I mean, I can't even imagine just old gays and Jews. It's like, what's happening here? (laughs) I mean, I, I, look, I hate storms. I, that stresses me out. I don't like it. It's, it stresses me out. It gives me a huge amount of anxiety. So just even leading up to it, I'm like so stressed the fuck out. And it only was scary for like an hour at like 142 <laughs> to 237 a.m., which is where it got super like like loud. Yeah. At least from my memory, you know, but if, I, if it's not waking me up and I'm not like I'm able to sleep and I was able to sleep. You're only for that scared. One your, main, your main thing is that you're scared at night. Oh, yes. During the day, which was a not lot of the, the, a lot of the storm. Right. Was during the day. I get, yeah, I get scared at, at night, particularly. It's like if something were to happen and you're like alone and at night and the fucking thing caves in, you're like, oh. Yeah. Or well, also, or I don't sinkhole. like wind. Yeah, or a sinkhole. Yeah. Wind stresses me out. Yeah. It's unpredictable. I didn't notice that much wind in the, with this one. There wasn't a so, lot of wind. Rain, let the rain, let the Tasha bedding filled and the rain. Okay. We had a worse storm a few months ago. I don't know if you re- we remember. Did. Yeah, no, I do. That was way worse. That was so windy and so scary. And they should have named it Jeff. So we took a personal (laughs) day last week um, in order to watch our professional (laughs) reputation implode in public. You know, Um, it's not. So it's not not so much being fired. 
right as it is being um maligned yeah that's in public re- that's really the thing We're dragged it's not really so the, um yeah. <laughs> um, because we had to take a personal day, oh. we did not get to thank um, Jenny Graham, mm-hmm. Memo, okay. who we love, uh-huh. okay, who came out to see us in Irvine. Oh. Now, we were in Irvine. It was many feels at this point, many moons ago, many jobs, many reputations, mm-hmm. many happinesses ago. Yes. Um, but the bitch wore one of our I Don't Need Your Notes babe shirts, ah. okay? She sat like relatively close to the front in Irvine. We totally saw her in the audience. Mm-hmm. It was so, so, so cool yeah. and like beautiful. And she's a total stunner. And we were so touched that she wore our shirt. And we were already pretty deep like into some um, highly negative like interactions going on in our in our lives. So for her to be there at that show we felt a lot of support at that show in general oh but particularly her in that shirt and she came there and um jenny you know i want you to know like what what that really meant to us and then we didn't stay for the meet and greet because it was not our show mm-hmm. and it was in irvine and that's like kind of our but um <laughs> and i needed to get my drink on but um so she sent us this gift in the mail okay. that she apparently brought to Irvine. But I really want Jenny to know what what it what it meant to us and her presence there meant to us in a really like like honestly a dark time. We have a a postcard, and she says, "Hey guys, uh, I brought this to live juicy scoop on eight six, but you scooted off too quickly for me to give it to you." I was there in my I don't need your notes, babe, T-shirt. Love seeing you both so much. The Gilda item is Julie's belated birthday gift, and the candy is just because. XOXO Jenny Graham. Oh. So now you are opening. I'm opening. Oh, my God. I'm opening a. So the gift is Gilda Radner cutout doll book. Oh, oh, that's so cool. You have the same I've birthday. I've never seen that before. Same birthday as Gilda Radner. Yes, and I used to be obsessed with her. Yeah, and you still are. Mm-hmm. And we do have the, and she was married to Gene Wilder, who also we went and saw that documentary, who I'm also obsessed with. Oh, this is great. And it's so funny that it's a doll. Oh, my God. Ugh. Okay, then she got some junior mints. Okay. Let's open the other thing. Okay. Ooh. is there another letter in there so this was the postcard that was in the package hey guys i'm coming to see you in irvine with heather so i wanted to make sure you knew what my stupid face looks like here are three picks for the drug dead bulletin board one is how i look when no one's bugging me one is how i look when everyone's bugging me and the last is a pick of the bug nuts in question aka my twonks gracie and nathan last time i sent a pic i sent of gracie Brandy said she wanted her arms, so I had to send a pic of the legs, honey. I'm so excited to see you both, and I will have Julie's birthday gift in tow. We share B-Day, and this year I turned 40. I was doing me really hard and couldn't send it in a timely fashion. If you read this on the regular weed, why is it weed? Is it weed? (laughs) I'd like to yell at anyone not supporting your Patreon. It is pure joy, and anyone who hasn't joined is wrong and doesn't deserve you. Love you both, Jenny Graham. Okay, so I guess we read those out of order, Jenny. Now, a few things. So Jenny shares the same birthday with you, which is really sweet. That is really you sweet. You and Gilda Radner and Mel Brooks. Yep. So that's um, Mel Brooks, who just spoke at the 
what's his face documentary. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. who was married to Gilda Radner. Yep. And everybody shares the same birthday. It's so weird. And there's Jenny Graham wow. right there with you. So that's cool. Um, that's really sweet. That's great. Really, really cool. And that's probably why she got you that gift because mm-hmm. she knew that was her birthday too. Right. Well, thank you so much. I love. That. I love that. And also, Jenny herself is funny. She uh, she has twins. She calls them Twonks from one of our Patreon episodes. <laughs> she just sent us pictures of her daughter's legs, uh-huh. which we need. We need her daughter's arms and her daughter's legs. <laughs> and she should be sending it to us. That's trust. That's trust, That's trust right there. That's true. You know what I mean? Here's a picture of her arms and yeah. here's a picture of her legs. And yeah. I love about that. I do love her daughter's skinny, gorgeous <laughs> arms. And I love her Twonks. Now, I just want to say, Jenny, um, it's the regular weed because we are huge fans of Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. And Cat Williams has a super, super, super many funny um, stand-up specials. But one of them, he talks about getting violently too high with Snoop Dogg <laughs> and on The Chronic. And he just wants regular weed. <laughs> he just wants the regular weed. So we always called our, this podcast the regular weed. Regular weed. Regular weed, honey. Yep. If you want The Chronic... You gotta go to that Patreon, bitch. <laughs> gotta go to that Patreon, and you know what? We are upgrading our Patreon for people to know. We are starting video mm-hmm. on on the three dollar tier of our Patreon. You can get three episodes for three dollars a week, all video. Yes. Or you can, do, if you're not into video, if that's not your bag, you can do three episodes for two dollars a week, mm-hmm. hour long episodes. No politics, no ads, no fucking selling of anything. <laughs> um, that's on our Patreon. So we are um, we are giving the chronic. We are giving the chronic. It should be called Chronic On. It should be called Chronic On. Chronic On. And you know what? Speaking of Julie Lang, one of our original, original, original yes. fourteen listeners. Mm-hmm. Like Julie Lang has been. That bitch has been by our side through thick and yep. fucking thin. Trolls have come and gone. Yes. Crazy fans. Yep. Not crazy fans. I've probably lived in three places since I, she's yeah. been here. I mean, you have. Yeah. Literally. Actually. Yes. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, the moves, we don't know where, if Julie's lived probably in three places too, because mm. the pandemic, people be moving. Mm-hmm. She's a ride or die, and we 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 love Julie honestly. And she sent us a huge box for our Patreon anniversary. Six years we've been doing the Patreon. There's six years worth of chronic. The chronic is strong. It will get you crazy. <laughs> it will get you so high you wonder if God is real and if your dad ever loved you. That is how strong the chronic of the Patreon is. Mm. She sent us crunchies. She sent us liquor. And um, ironically, Mamau, mm-hmm. our six-year Patreon anniversary fell right on the week where we got fired. <laughs> so I went ahead and drank all of the alcohol, vodka, tequila, and Fireball that Julie Lang sent. Probably in the course of 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty close there. Some dumb bitch tried to say, I feel like Brandy sounded drunk. And it's like, you know what, bitch? I was drunk. <laughs> Blame Julie Lang. Um, she says... Hello, said in Julie's voice, uh, answering the phone on the JLL after show. Well, that's over. Wait, what? <laughs> what show? Oh, I wonder. 
Um, happy Patreon anniversary to you both. Wanted to send a couple things I thought you might like. Sorry they are not wrapped. You know how I like a wrapped gift. Thanks for the past six years of laughs and quotes and delightful nonsense and the many years prior to the Patreon. Lots of love, Julie Lang. Well, thank you, Julie. Been eating the crunchies, drinking the liquor, and most importantly, just uh, appreciating your support. Julie. Yeah, Honestly. my God, like... But, I mean, she's I feel like she was there when we met when we met each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was like on the boat like we knew her then. We've been through we, we I when I say we've been through thick and thin and she stood by that like we've had many years, you know, where we ourselves were toxic and um, mm-hmm. we're dealing with with toxic forces now. But we we ourselves have been toxic and our tried and true 14 were there. Yeah. So and Julie Ling's one of them. And we really appreciate that. And. We're keeping it going. We're keeping it pushing. And you know what? Amanda Stewart, okay. in honor of our firing, uh, sent us a satire book called How to Be Successful Without Hurting Men's Feelings. Oh, that's important. And the note she that. wrote, all she wrote in the note was, fuck them. <laughs> and it's just so happens, Amanda, that this is our Barbie movie special. So this pink book. How to be successful without hurting men's feelings is perfect for our we just got fired Barbie special. <laughs> I mean, uh, what does it good. say on the back of the book, Memon? I only got through the table of contents. It just hurt too much. Quote, <laughs> a man. Um, ambitious women are scary. That's why female leaders must do everything they can to avoid being perceived as pushy, aggressive, or competent. What? This book teaches what? the non-threatening leadership strategies women need to succeed without harming the frail, fragile male ego. Includes three fake mustaches to wear in case of unintended threateningness. Don't need a fake mustache. I can grow one on my own. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the Nutrafol. We got the fucking <laughs> That's mustaches, right. honey. I mean, it's giving you how I say yes. I'd love to. How I say no. Sure. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yeah, no, we fucked up. I wish we'd had this book earlier, Amanda. I, mean, I really do. Um, read me the back again about the aggressive women part. Ambitious women are scary. That's why female leaders must do everything they can to avoid being perceived as pushy, aggressive, or competent. This book teaches the non-threatening leadership strategies women need to succeed without harming the fragile male ego. Wow, I really fucked that up. <laughs> you really, really did. really fucked that up. We both did, I guess. Now, here's a good example of why we could have used this book, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's, there's a lot of pictures in it, just so you understand. So it says, I'm sorry I messed that up. Then there's a man on the page and a woman. Under the man, it says, he needs another chance. Under the woman... It says she needs another job. Now it's time for gay guys and their feelings. Looking cute. And feeling cute. What you gotta do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay. It's a present from Jesus every day. This segment is called Gay Guys and Their Feelings, where we hear from gay guys with feelings. This week, we heard from lots of gay guys with lots of gay feelings, and they are all about the Barbie movie. (laughs) 
Subscribing to our Patreon has many benefits, and one of them is that you can leave us a gay guys in their feelings message that we play on this podcast, or that one. If that appeals to you, join our Patreon, and you too can send us your gay feelings. Okay, so a quick backstory to this. We encountered a few problematic men that we know in real life who were <laughs> not feeling the Barbie movie. They dubbed it man-hating, to be exact. <sighs> And unfortunately, more than a few of these men are gay. Now, to be fair, we also know a lot of men, gay and straight, who did like the Barbie movie, and they were not bothered one single motherfucking bit by it, okay? So among all these men and among all of these Barbie thoughts, we were mainly fascinated by what gay men thought because as our straight male friend Rassance told us, if you're a dude and you didn't like Barbie, you're either an incel or you get no pussy. <laughs> now, for the straight guys, Mamau, yes. we believe Rasan is correct. Mm -hmm. But for the gay guys who hated Barbie, he's only half right. Now, certainly gay guys get no pussy and happily don't want any pussy. <laughs> but I don't know. We just suspect that there's something deeper. There's something nagging at the back of our minds. And we want to understand our gay brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. And we want to know why the Barbie movie bugged. And we don't want to lump them in with the incels and the sexists who get no pussy. We want to know why they didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't have gay guys, I mean, what do we have? You know? know, there's one particular gay guy we don't have and it's fine. But um, <laughs> well, it's weird to, to find out that gay guys can be sexist, too. Or misogynists. I mean, it's not no surprise. You mean they're men. So any man can be sexist or misogynist. Right. But you always generally like to give gay men the benefit of the doubt in in the fact that they it's, you know, any marginalized group has a, a feeling of akinness to another right. marginalized group. So of you course. think that you understand. And then there's more even more understanding because as you're oppressed or as you're being made to feel like shit or you're pushed to the side or you're whatever, you now have more of an understanding for another group that's going through the same thing. So there's more empathy, there's more compassion. And then all of a sudden now we're all sort of relating and that's what happens. Right. However. Well, I think what's interesting is that we were overgeneralizing yeah, that if you didn't like the movie, you're a sexist. Right. And we are going to open up and learn that a man can dislike the movie and particularly not a straight man. Sorry. But a gay <laughs> man can dislike the movie for different reasons. And therefore, we can also evolve and grow and be like oh wow we were overgeneralizing we were stereotyping men all together and i think this is an opportunity for us all to expand because certainly some gay guys are sexist and yeah, they will be like sure. oh wow i was fucking you know being a sexist dick and then we're gonna be like oh wow we were like being very discriminatory and stereotypical because i'm hoping that we hear a point of view that makes us go, oh, snap, you're not just a sexist incel who doesn't get pussy. <laughs> you actually ha are going to show us something that makes us have a deeper understanding of, you know, whatever bugged you about the movie. And now, because at the end of the day, 
We can all be bugged about these fucking movies. They're just fucking movies, and we're all underpaid anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're excited to hear what the gay guys have to say and what their feelings are. And we'll chop it up. We'll chop it up. Yeah. We'll we, see. So, we put it out there on the Patreon. We asked our Patreon family gays for their feelings. Mm-hmm. And they gave them. First up, Greg Garindo. We love Greg and his handsome husband and his sexy octogenarian mother-in-law. We, in fact, love to sexually harass them with our eyes on our drug den bulletin board while doing drugs in our drug den. So here are Greg's gay thoughts on the Barbie movie. Now, we haven't listened to any of these. No. That's important to note. Hey, Julian Brandy. This is Greg. Um, I've been a Patreon for many years now and I just love listening to you too because it's like you're my friends and I just hang out with you for two hours a week. Greg did uh, Patreon Idol. Three hours a week because mm. I do still listen to the regular weed as well. He's now, a, uh, a little background about me. I am a gay guy. I'm married <laughs> to a, another gay guy, my <laughs> husband Gerald, and we live in California and um he works at the local university, and mm. I own a Pilates studio, which oh sounds I love their life. And I love their life. Julian Brandy. I feel like they live in San Luis Obispo. It kind oh. of is. I'll take it. So, I want it. Uh, I am also a actor and a singer, and I do local semi-professional stuff around the area. So he probably didn't want me to say where they yeah, live. Yeah, I mean, nice uh, life. I have a kind of liberal arts e background and um just one you know typical california gay i guess uh when it comes to the barbie movie my husband and i both loved it um mm. thought it was great it was super uh fun and smart clever uh i loved the design of everything the 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 set design and the costumes and just thought it was so well done, real competently done, really well directed by Greta Gerwig and written by Greta Gerwig and her husband, uh, whoever he is. And, no, Bomba. Uh, I just, mm. it, was, it was great. Uh, the scene that really sticks out to me and that I remember the most was the, the monologue. scene with America Ferreira's character and the monologue where she talks about how impossible it is to be a woman and I mean that really resonated with me because that's something that I've always sort of recognized and in my friendships with all the women in my life and a lot of women in my life are like where America Ferreira's character is at like they're women who have children children who are coming of age are in high school and growing up and you know all the super super complex emotions that go along with all of that uh was i thought really great to see in a movie because i know that all of those women really want to see that in a big hollywood movie and then here they made one and of course it's a big hit because it's for this you know unrepresented audience they don't make movies for Women. For, for these women. And, um, Any. Well, I mean, they do, but not like big Hollywood blockbuster hits. And I guess maybe some of the men in the world that are used to the big blockbuster hits being 
made for them are a little upset that Barbie is the big hit of the summer, not uh, Oppenheimer. I mean, Oppenheimer did fine, but like Barbie's really killing it. Um, and I think that there are plenty of other men out there who liked the movie too. I think there are going to be a lot of uh, Barbies and Kens for Halloween this year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good that a movie like this is getting people to talk. Um, you know, I really hate most big Hollywood movies. Like, they're all just kind of the same. Marvel, uh, DC superhero movies, which are just total shit. And then there's, like, Oscar movies um, that come out on streaming now. And I don't know. They're, they haven't been appealing to me in a while. And I really liked Barbie and thought it was entertaining and fun and... Uh, it was great. And uh, any gay guys who didn't like it, that I just kind of, I don't really understand that. But um, I loved it, and all the women I know loved it, and that's who it was made for. So that's all that really matters to me. So that's my uh, gay feelings on the subject. And <laughs> love you both, Julie and Brandy, and love you all listening out there. All right, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> well, that was nice. That was really nice. I think that he really, I know that like, you know, talking about Barbie can, to a lot of people and mainly to a lot of men, you know, I had a conversation with a, with a man who said the movie is fiction. It doesn't matter. This is a guy that likes movies. This is a guy that loves movies. He's, he, he loves movies. He's a very wealthy, uh, older Yes. White, privileged man. I just want to say that. Yes. In terms of, and also, and he, and he loves movies. Okay. So when he said that it was fiction, it really made me feel feelings because this is a guy <laughs> that talks about movies and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about how he enjoyed it or it made him feel or he liked this and he loves uh, revenge or he likes that and because he it makes him feel some sort of way. He'll wax poetic about movies for a fucking hour, one movie right. from 1962. Right. And I mean, for an hour at dinner, he'll do it. So to say that, so in his way, and I, I you know, say this with all due, him saying it's just fiction is his way of being demeaning and sexist and a misogynist. And he is one. So... And we all accept it and we know who we all are and we joke, try and make jokes within that. And OK, fine. So what Greg is saying about the movie and taking it for the message, for the art, for the commentary, for the impact, for the treating it like a movie, treating it not just like a movie, but treating it with the message of which it is trying to impart, which is what movies motherfucking I mean, treating do. it like a real movie yeah right not a right. stupid movie a right. real movie right because it was a real movie right and just because it's based on barbie and a doll and it's the and it's bright and colorful and funny it doesn't take away from the reality um of the of what what they were trying to say i really appreciate what greg what greg was saying there he was like he was saying talking about his lady friends and that they want to see they want to see that and I appreciated it because I did want to see it. I did want to see that. So I feel like he voiced something for me that I resonate with. That So I appreciate that he said those things. Thank you, Greg. Okay, next up is Dr. Andrew Rimby. I like that last name, Rimby. Um, he's host of the podcast Ivory Tower Boiler Room. 
well, if that doesn't tell you this guy's an intellectual, yeah. I don't know what does. Yeah. But I'm interested to hear um, Andrew's gay guy feelings. Hi, Brandy and Julie. This is Dr. Andrew Enby. Mm-hmm. I just keep using doctor because I just got my PhD in <laughs> Congratulations. That's cool. Uh, from Stony Brook Good on Long you. Island. And I definitely have a few thoughts about Barbie. Uh, first, I am studied queer theory and feminist theory. So I'm Gross. approaching this... <laughs> More from that angle, especially of same-sex desire, I was surprised that there wasn't as much with male-male desire, homoeroticism. I really thought that the Ken enough or the Ken enough with Ryan Gosling was going to veer more into that homoerotic vein instead of that greased lightning aspect that happened with their musical number. I wished there was more of this queer desire. I know Alan was supposed to be our hero of gay men in a way, but I did not think it was fleshed out enough. Um, I thought he was just kind of stuck there as the side piece, um, not really given a narrative um, arc at all. I wish that there was more going on between the Kens. I mean, there was that bodybuilding type competition happening, which definitely occurs in the gym. And there's definitely a queer reading of that that I saw with physicality and bodies. Very TikTok-like with what we see with Gen Z competing in the mirror at the gym or even when they were doing like the cake challenge, seeing who had the bigger butts on TikTok. But yeah, I wish there was more happening with the Kens. I think that that was a missed opportunity. I wish that we had seen, as a gay man watching Barbie, I could have used more of the Kens, even if one of them had been in a same-sex relationship, would have been amazing. So all of that's to say though, is I did really love the music soundtrack i thought what scored the movie and just the like aspect of every dance number worked really well i was surprised with margot robbie's performance in a good way i thought she did an excellent job i wanted more from america ferrera's character i wish there was a better script oh also why wasn't will ferrell's character gay i thought that could have been a wonderful Kay lead as a, com- a comedic performance. Like, why didn't they have Matteo Lane as that character? That would have been great. Um, I have so many thoughts. I'm going to do a queer discussion about it on my Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast with a queer theorist friend of mine. His name is Ramsey Fawaz. And yeah, so I really appreciate giving you some of my thoughts. And I do have to say, this was my favorite Ryan Gosling performance, even though I thought there could have been more of a same-sex storyline with him. um, I thought he did excellent. Um, I'm not usually a Ryan Gosling fan at all, and he sold me on this performance. Maybe it was the blonde hair. I think that's what really uh, turned me on. Okay, bye, Brandy and Julie. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm... I'm flattered that he listens to our podcast yeah, at any level. Totally. And he must listen to the Patreon to be able to submit this because we only mentioned it, I think, on the Patreon. So Dr. Rimby, 
Thank you for listening. I do want to also say that we have our loads engineer, <laughs> gay husband Richard. He is hyper, mm. hyper intellectual, mm-hmm. super high IQ. A lot of his thoughts echoed um, Andrew's, yes. Dr. Andrew's. I think that thought that thought was probably echoed quite a bit. I, I feel like, you know, Andrew, he, he, I guess he studied queer theory. Now, Richard is an actor and, and a screenwriter and a, and a writer, but he, he had issues with the script. Um, I do feel like it is valid. I definitely feel like it, it you know, I'm not a gay man, so I, I will just, for my, speaking for myself, I think it's valid to say that when you're looking at a Ken, that there wouldn't be a three-dimensional gay Ken just is a hole in the script. And Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are perfectly capable of writing scripts with holes in them. They've done it before. They're not <laughs> impervious to mistakes. She's not the fucking, you know, she's super talented and I love her and I think she's really great. I personally didn't like Little Women, but yeah, you know, I mean, you look at Ken and you think of a fucking hot gay guy and and it was and there was also and 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 you know beat up Barbie or whatever her name was, which was Kate McKinnon. It's implied that she's gay, but it was and- never fleshed out. Now, you know, I just want to say I do I do see the validity in just being like Ken is a hot guy with a good body, and like one of them's gay, honey. <laughs> one of the Kens. One of the Kens, of course, and it's yeah not necessarily the one they made gay. And even if it is the one they made gay. Then, then I think that it's a valid comment to say he could have been three-dimensional and not one-dimensional. Yes, I think it's a valid comment, too. I do. I, I want to say this, however. I would say as a queer theorist myself. <laughs> and, and you are. Uh, and a feminist theorist myself, it sometimes is challenging to marry the two when sometimes one of those lanes needs to be focused on. And I think that when... I think it's really hard when there's especially like something like Barbie, which it encompasses so much history for gay boys and men and or however the identity is. It's like, you know, for lesbians, it's it's so nuanced. But what I'm trying to say is I do think that though that they could could be flushed out and the Alan character was two dimensional. I do think that you could potentially argue that every woman in every movie is constantly two-dimensional. And so for this movie, we, or they, or Greta and Noah, wanted to (laughs) just make it about the Barbies. Like, let's just have it be about the women. It was clearly heterosexual women for the most part. Lesbians are never anywhere, honey, let me tell you. Mm. And it's we're constantly being, you know, talk about queer theory, we're never anywhere unless we're in something that's only lesbian or a two-dimensional character. So I do think that in a way for queer theorists and queer people watching this, I think that we need to be able to swallow a little, a little, a little, little pride, so to speak, and let the women, the jizz pride, pride, lesbian pride, gay pride, all our pride. We were clearly there. I mean, we were there. The colors, the music, the bodies, the the I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you off. I'm going to the the homoeroticism was almost every other line. And I think that for me, um, w- sitting and watching a movie about Barbie, 
which is basically heterosexual women was important. Uh, so basically what I'm trying to say is I, I feel that this as a queer, queer, gay person watching this movie about Barbie, I think that it was OK and it is OK for us to take the back seat and watch and support and be an ally to basically the heterosexual woman, predominantly, predominantly heterosexual women's fucking life and burden and view and every single thing and Ken too Barbie and Ken when it came out as it was in Mattel in the 60s or 50s that shit was straight shit that's heterosexual shit that's ladies ladies doing lady stuff and guys doing guy stuff and certainly it's always going to have a gay element to it but I do think that we particularly as gay people need to not we need to learn to share the spotlight, share the car, share the seats, and sometimes take a back seat. It's not always going to be about our shit. Like, it's just not. I just want to say that. And that's, I did, I really did like, like that and enjoyed that about the Barbie movie. And as a queer person, I didn't have a place in it either. And, or, or my place is the weird Kate McKinnon Barbie who looks like shit and is crazy and doesn't have any sexuality. So it's like, lesbians and when also it's Kate inferred. McKinnon used to be one of your good friends and <laughs> dropped off so it's, it's dark in many ways and <laughs> it's home in a lot of ways but I, but, but I particularly need to say that with lesbian shit it's always inferred lesbians are never inferred to be the hot ones we're never the hot ones so it's like oh we're, wait we're just it's me I'm the hot <laughs> That's right. one so we live in a weird thing in a cave at the top of a hill where somebody has to go traverse the mountain to go see the les to whatever the Kens and are everywhere. And there was everywhere. a line that what really struck me of the whole movie. And I kept waiting and they did fix it. Um, I was like, Greta, you better do it. But what really struck me was at one point, Margot Robbie was in the car with America Forever. And she's like, I just I just don't want to end up weird Barbie. Yeah. Just please, God, I don't want to end up weird Barbie. And I was like, it made me feel really uncomfortable inside. I was like, I felt really bad and I was like I don't like that like that's going against the entire message of the movie that the one thing you don't want to be is weird Barbie but they did pay it off right they did fix it and I appreciated that and I do also want to say to uh Andrew that if you were surprised by Margot Robbie then you haven't seen um Babylon Babylon and I really really recommend you go see Babylon like that bitch is a force. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Mam out, continue. I just want to say one last thing about it. That again, as a gay person, um, I think that there's a misconception or there can be the forgetfulness or the 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 it's it's a hard to remember when you are a marginalized person and you don't ever get represented in movies or whatever, because you think women are constantly represented and straight women are constantly represented, but just remember they're not. They are constantly the object, the sex object, the trophy wife, the women in general the nag, do not have the nag, the annoyance, the, na- the all foil. Of it. Every romantic comedy, every drama, every just remember that, and it's heterosexual women mainly who have to deal with men. And I would, I would drill this to you, and I would say, and I've said this to you, I, the, till till the end of time, when you really think about society, when you really think about society, it is heterosexual women of all ethnicities who have to fucking deal with men. So they're the ones who are the backbone of society. Women, heterosexual women in general across the board. So to, for me, I am happy to sit in the back seat and go, you know what, my lady, thank you. <laughs> and 
and let let we 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 want to hear your fucking story and we'll we'll see it through Barbie and not to mention it was a love letter to each other at the end they come together and Barbie says to Ken you're uh, you know you need to find yourself and I, you're not any you have to live your own life and you need you 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 are your own Ken without Barbie it's like I really think that this movie is particularly and they wrote this script particularly as a whatever you call it, a love letter to heterosexual romance, whatever you call it, men and women together trying to fucking work it out. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if you don't, if you're gay and Andrew, we loved your, your gay feelings. And he's valid. And and we're validating all of it. Yes. And Mama's too. If you're gay, then just think, and you don't like whatever, just think of it like it's your mama. Cause we all have a relationship. Every man has a relationship with a woman somewhere. Yes. Okay. So next up is Chris Bardo. Okay. Now we love Chris. He's one of our favorite social media boos. If any of you still do the Twitter twats, <laughs> X fucking whatever, um, please follow Chris at CB27. That's S-E-A-B-E-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y. That's all spelled out. C-B-20 and then the number seven. Um, we still do Twitter very lightly, but um, we always love seeing and interacting with Chris. So before we hear from Chris, I just want to read this thing okay. because I have no idea what Chris's gay feelings are going <laughs> to okay. be, but okay. um, it's on Twitter. So it just has to do mm-hmm. um, this guy, Paul Lucas said on Twitter, he said the movie Barbie is funny from the outset because it writes Ken in the exact same way that Hollywood often writes women without agency, mm-hmm. vacuous and requiring constant validation. So and this is in response to something Bill Maher said. So basically, if Bill Maher thinks the way Ken is written is man hating and I think I mentioned at the beginning of the segment that we know some other fucking vacuous <laughs> assholes who think that the movie was man-hating. Mm-hmm. So if he, who shall not be named, thinks the way Ken is written is man-hating, then what does he think of the rest of Hollywood's writing? Because that's always the way that women are written. That's right. Now, this has nothing to do with Chris, but I just read it because Chris... And us are all Twitter besties. And that was on Twitter. And that's the reason we still fuck with Twitter at all. Because of things like that. Such as. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here's Chris. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> I've got the eye of the tiger. <laughs> the spider, the liger, the donor. I got the <laughs> with Julie oh. <laughs> Hi, it's Chris Bardo. Beautiful. Sorry, I just wanted to give you a little introduction, something fun, something different. So you, because it was the eye of the tiger we talked about with the <laughs> being barbied in the last episode, and I completely agree. At all grievances aside, <laughs> we're going to talk about putting the shrimp on the bobby. Mm-hmm. Don't think that this is going to be something that you've heard before in LA, I guess, with your gay friends, because they're all hating on this movie. But <laughs> if anything, Barbie has taught me a lot of things. Like when I went to see the movie, the first thing I did after the movies, and I'm sorry if this is a trigger for anyone, but 
I had to call my mom. Yep. And I just, like, I know I wasn't a daughter in this movie, but, like, to see what mothers do. Yep. I mean, we've been seeing it our whole lives, but, like, just to have it kind of explained about by that lovely actress from Cheers, and she was also the narrator, and it was, like... Very impactful, and I just like was like, Mom, thanks. Like, you, me, and two, my two sisters, like, you did a bang up job. I called her afterwards. It's like, (sighs) ironically, we're also gonna go see it tomorrow night. Um, my mom, I convinced my sister and my niece to also go see it. So, I think it's just, I just couldn't get enough of it. I keep, I keep, it's just like the latest podcast. Our Patreon, I should say, where we get layers upon layers of things. And I really think the Barb movie, in the beginning, when they wouldn't even say thank you, when they were getting different Mm. awards at the Congress of Barbies or whatever it was in Barbie World, they didn't say thank you. They said, I know, I deserve this, or (sighs) whatever they said. But it wasn't a thank you. And it was like, yes, thank you. I just have to say, like, when you're a gay guy convincing your mother and your two <sighs> sisters and your niece or whatever to go see the Barbie movie, like, yeah. you know what? You get an award from Congress, <laughs> Chris Bardo. You get a fucking award. Like, that's 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 2023 for yeah. you, man. Like, yeah. I'm like, it's like bringing a tear to my eye. Yeah. Because that, that's what everybody, everyone who gets it should be telling anyone they know, like, like you got to, who can get it? Like, obviously, my dad, I was like, stay on home. <laughs> Don't go see the movie. But anyone else, I'm just like any woman, like, you know. It's any movie that is going to speak to you where you you have this feeling after where you're, you can, you want to do whatever it is that you're going to do. It's like nine to five makes you want to fight the man. Network makes you understand about media and network and power and blah, blah, blah. I mean, we could go on and on and on. It's like, if you didn't, that's what they wanted you to feel. They wanted you to. for this. I love it. it. They want you to go to your mom or your sister or whoever and I wish Greta Gerwig could hear that he called his fucking mother when he left the theater. Ugh. That is exactly the reason she wrote and uh, made this movie. That is exactly the reason. Everyone that's a woman <laughs> identifies as a woman. Like we need to give them all the credit they deserve. And I really just found it important that like I should say something just because I was like, you have these friends in LA. I was like, you can have a friend outside Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that like is pretty cool. That's okay. We'll talk about that later. But I'm also glad the straight guys. Hey guys. <laughs> hey, I can't do an Australian accent. Hey guys. I can't. I can't do it. We're not, we're not doing it right now. But basically, that's my gay male perspective on what's happening with Barbie and evidently the gay man's feelings on Barbie because I've seen some chatter on Twitter too sometimes the people that we follow each other like we are all on the same board with you like this movie is for the women by the women should always be about the women we should not be talking anything about Ken's patriarchy like yeah that's all fun and games and stuff but this is about Barbie I mean, even one of the actors from the movie, uh, I believe he posted today about um, the different things that are being said about this movie and how it's just about 
women making movies. Like, this isn't about the Mattel universe that they're talking about. Like, I'm so fucking sick of these multiverses that everybody's trying to create. Mm. Like, now all of a sudden, Mattel wants to do Uno and Barney and Matchbox and Hot Wheels and Magic 8-Ball. Like, ooh, spooky. I bet that's not going to come out on Halloween. <laughs> wink, wink. Like, it's just exhausting. I guess the next movie is going to be Polly Pocket. That's also interesting because we all wanted them, but, like, most of the middle class didn't get them because we're poor or a closeted gay male. So I just think this is all ridiculous. Like, people are kind of missing the point on Barbie at the end of the day. Like, this is about a woman telling her story and how it reflects. The Barbie world isn't perfect either. The matriarchy wasn't exactly working in their favor either Mm -hmm. because Ken's had no way to do with their fucking selves. So we gotta give men a purpose, even gay men. But, like, women are the MVP. And I think that's interesting because I think that's such a... I like that point. We gotta give men a purpose. And the thing about the Barbie, Barbie movie was what she wanted to say is have a purpose, but don't have that purpose be us. Don't yep. have the purpose be women because when you make the purpose women, now we're into jealousy, we're into being threatened, we're being into incels, we're being into about your dick, we're being into about yeah. power, we're being into about all that's that's all all of it. Like slow clap for Chris. Slow clap. For saying that matriarchy wasn't perfect either, and you need them both, and you need them together. Need and them that both. was the point. And he said a lot of people are missing the point, including even me, because all I did was like women stuff. <laughs> The monologue. I mean, once I heard the monologue, I was done. I didn't I know, even care the about the end. I did so not bad. even care about the end of the movie, Chris. And literally hearing Chris's gay feelings mm-hmm. made me go, oh, that's what the movie's about. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done. And you were like, right. let's keep watching. And I was like, no, <laughs> I already got it. I don't want to stay for this anymore. I know. Not to mention they, they didn't have a romance. Like, they, it was about empowering each other. To be individuals. But, they, but we needed boys and we needed girls <laughs> yes. in order to make the world work. And that was the point. And I didn't know until Chris said it. And I really like, that's why we do gay guys and their feelings. Yep. That's and by the way, qu- so back to the queers, if it wasn't for the, bo- for the men and women getting together and doing what they do, like, you know, we wouldn't have as much fun. Well, we wouldn't have any gay people because nobody would be born. Yeah, so who gives a fuck? So it's just like it's all has to happen and it's all part of the thing. And that's what's so great about it. And that's why at least it's just like so to get in the back seat and enjoy the fucking ride, watch their show and fucking go and suck some dicks and be like, God, we have it. We have it. Chris, send us a message and let us know what uh, your mom and your niece and your sister thought. Yeah. Okay, so last but not least, Tom Christopherson, Tom Christopherson, Tom Christopherson, Tom Christopherson, Tom Millificent. Um, so Tom Christopherson, Christopherson, our Australian polymath. Hey guys, I'm a brilliant artist with a men's level IQ. Guys, uh, there aren't enough words to describe Tom. Sorry, if your order, if you order merch from our website, it comes with two prints of paintings that Tom's done for us. Tim Curry as Frankenfurter and Pee Wee before he died and after he survived against all odds. Not for nothing. Um, we are almost out of these prints. Mm. Um, we send them when we, people order merch. So if you want to order t-shirts, julianbrandy.com, we send them out. But um, we give them with the t-shirts um, 
because Tom made them for us. We have the actual real paintings as well. But you can go to Tom's Instagram at Tomopoly, T-O-M-O-P-O-L-Y, um, which is kind of like Tomopolymath. <laughs> polymath is Or Tom it? Monopoly. Yeah. The game. Tomopoly. So um, he'd probably give give them free but we really do urge you guys to support his art if you have money to burn it's it's better for your karmic cycle than Mm -hmm. buying crap on china's on plus it's tom christopherson guys 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 it's tom christopherson he's a legend legend so let's hear tom's gay feelings on the barbie movie we are we are having tom's be the final gay feelings final word guys Hey guys, how are you going? Tom Christofferson here. <laughs> I really liked the Barbie movie. I thought it was pretty fantastic, to be honest. I thought the visual elements of the film, Our specifically the art direction, yeah, set design, costume design, was absolutely amazing. I did have some problems with it as well. Sure. Um, <laughs> I thought the monologue from America Ferrara was incredible, but I really wish that that was sort of echoed across how the rest of the film was sort of made. I thought that... It was giving a little bit of year 10 English class in terms of just using the word patriarchy a million and 12 times, (laughs) but not actually doing much to... Our our jizz load, jizz engineer, gay husband Richard, he said that exact same thing, Tom. He said, in fact, we should fucking hook them up. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if Tom loves a silver fox, but... Richard would definitely go to Australia and bang Tom out and oh, Tom could bang him out. Great. Now, Richard said, I didn't fucking need to hear the word patriarchy 57 times mm-hmm. and never show the patriarchy. Right. Like with real, true, you know, authentic screenwriting, you're you're going to sh- you're going to show something and not say something. And it goes across the board, whether it's TV, anything. Now, I will say. Tom, you're 100% right, as is Richard, and you guys are polymath intellectuals and fine. I will just say that now Hollywood sucks and this industry sucks and it should be burned and die in a fire in Maui. Like, Maui shouldn't die, this industry should die. That's what should happen. Mm. Maui should live and this industry should die Mm. in a fire because the movie is a four-quadrant family film, which means... Patriarchy is said 57 times because the movie is made for children. And children are like, meh, and they're eating fucking Raisinets and bouncing off the wall and humping, you know, armrests of movie theater seats. And they're not paying attention. But Greta Gerwig knows that patriarchy, patriarchy said 57 times. Some, I would say 50% of the kids listening suddenly know the word patriarchy (laughs) when, um... I guarantee 50% of the adults living in the state, United States don't know what that means. So I think that's why they hit that word on the head and never showed it because that would go way over children's head. Most of the movie went over children's head and the whole movie was made so that mom and dad and they're both their annoying life-ruining kids could go to the theater. So that's why a lot of it was so fucking like on-the-nose humor and tragic and like... For me personally, fast forwardable. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not up mm-hmm. for a four quadrant family film on any level. And I, I agree. I thought that was way overdone. But I knew I was in a kids movie, right? And I think that's where we're at with it. I think it's a kids movie, and that's why they did that. I just had to say that because I wanted Richard to know that Tom, uh, should bang him out, and I wanted Tom <laughs> to know that Richard should bang him out, and that they both said the same thing about the patriarchy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
I thought that the reinforcement of gender roles in the Barbie world actually sort of strengthened the patriarchy in a way. <laughs> um, I thought there was a real lack of representation of queer people in general. I, I love that there was a trans actor in the cast, but I would have loved a trans character in the film. Uh, I would have loved trans characters in the Mattel world. I would have loved to see queer people uh, not used as a joke or a punchline uh, as they're roller skating past on the boardwalk being like, yes, queen. Like I personally didn't play with Barbies for 10 years as a little kid and get bullied by adults, children alike, and have violence imposed upon me to not see little gay boys scissoring their Barbie dolls in that film somewhere. <laughs> Like, I thought that was a real missed opportunity. Loved the fact that there was a gay Ken in Weird Barbie's Mansion. Again, it was a punchline that I don't think they sort of followed through in the film. I'm all for attempts at dismantling the patriarchy. I don't think Barbie, which is, you know, let's, let's be fucking for real. It's a two-hour Mattel commercial. I don't think it can achieve that whilst trying to sell the kind of units that it's trying to. But I think it was a fucking incredibly brave film in what it did. I wish it could be braver. Um, but, yeah, I can't, I can't fault it for trying. I just wish that, uh, I guess, the form was a little different so that it could really, really buck the system. I thought that was a strong, nice. Nice. really strong nice. point about fighting the patriarchy while, while also reinforcing it i thought that was a really really just a strong strong statement you know i mean that's just i do life. yeah <laughs> i think that's life and i do think that's part of the movie and part of people who like who women who are with men i mean at the end of the day she's she with a man honey she with a man and when you're with a man you are with the patriarchy so sorry and there is a thing to like we all have to come to terms with the fact that like it's not stroking the male ego or whatever. Like, I just appreciate, I just, I get all of that. I agree, totally agree and whatever. But I do think at the end of the day, it's like when you're living in Barbie's fucking world, like, and you are Barbie and you're a straight woman and you're straight men and you have to deal with straight men, there is, that shit, that shit's real. That shit's there and that shit's not going away. So you need to find a way to, like they, like she had that, there's a whole thing at the end with Ken where she's like, find yourself you'll be happier, will be happier. Don't make, your point isn't about me. It's like, give the direction, blah, blah, blah. pay attention to the end. So <laughs> I do think that they tried to steer the patriarchy. And I do think that women and what the movie was trying to do was be like, we have to fucking steer these motherfuckers or else they're gonna <laughs> fucking kill and rape us all. So, and we love them. We don't actually hate them. We in fact love them. So we all need to all, get into it well men need to love women and, women and men need to, need love, to men. love women we exactly. all have daddies we all have mamas we have sisters that's and it. brothers and sons right. and daughters and we're all here and we're all in this together right. we're all in this that's earth that's it we got to do it honey and the queer shit you know for the if there's a barbie too tr here's my no, i'm not watching it well my 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 um prediction is if there's barbie too the shit's going to be beyond gay it's going to be so gay that you're going to be giving your feelings being like girl that shit, no one's that yeah. fucking gay. Okay? Barbie too, beyond gay. You're too gay. <laughs> Good night, Wiz. Yes.
that's it for this episode of the Dumb Gay Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid Barbie podcast. Oh, man. I feel like I had a nice time. Okay, good. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you, I don't even know who the fuck would be new here. If you like us, but you'd rather not hear about dumb gay world events and dumb gay Barbie conversation, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. And starting September 1st, we will be doing three a week, every week. They're all an hour. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules. It's just supposed to be stress-free, mindless fun. No Barbie, no patriarchy. (laughs) Patriarchy doesn't even exist on the Patreon. Nothing exists on the Patreon except for Tom Christopherson. Tom Tom Maleficent. Tom Christopherson. Oh, yeah, and and there's so many Tom fucking Christopherson. It's because you said it wrong because it's Tom Christopherson. Tom Christopherson. Tom Maleficent. Tom Christopherson. Yeah. Now, I mean, we have full other songs <laughs> about how he's a Nazi. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so good. See? Just free reign. That's that's what we do. That's just free what we do. Free reign, honey. And you can subscribe for only a dollar. You get one podcast a week for one dollar, three podcasts a week for two dollars, or you can get three video podcasts a week for three dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. There's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes, but a lot of people like to start at our very first Patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now. There's a link to a free episode in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, Julian Brandy, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode, or you can just Google Julie and Brandy Patreon. Maybe you come up against some hate. Reddit groups, who knows? But the Patreon should be pretty easy to find. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Barbie, baby. Barbie! Thank you to all of the gay guys who gave their gay feelings. We We validate you and see you. you and love you all. How'd you do, I? See you've met, man. Faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, 
It'll all seem alright I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night Or maybe a bite Night I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame So I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs> 